Welcome back, Cal and listeners. This is Methodical Millions, episode 17. So Cal, we talked about ideas starting again, but how do you practice? What are some ways to get better at something if your ideas don't seem to stick or maybe you don't have the process down of getting better and learning as you go? I'm going to start with the cliche of practice makes perfect. When you start with investing in the markets, forex trading, you have a lot of platforms right now that can simulate the environment for you. So when you start with the sim trading, and the point of it is to understand how the markets behave, how to execute your trades, how to place them, and all of those things. So what to look for, what to do, what not to do. You're fortunate having that because in starting a business, for example, you can prepare as much as you can by being prepared financially, putting a plan down, having a backup plan and things like that. So just experiencing the ups and downs and making sure you take note of them and try to apply those learnings for the future is very important. But in terms of investing, I usually use a lot of paper trading. And it's not just in the beginning. You could be an experienced trader and you want to test something and you can go there as opposed to risking your own money to do it. Yeah. Practicing, you can think about when you're a kid, you probably have the most degree of uncertainty of, hey, I have no clue how to ride a bike. I'm never going to learn how to do this. And it eventually clicks where you figure it out. And whether it's through instruction or maybe some self-coaching, self-education, I think having that mentality or the perspective of, you know what, I can learn things on my own is very, very important, especially in business. And when you're on the cusp of innovation or starting a business that hasn't been done, learning is super crucial to understanding, well, you don't have a roadmap because then there would probably be a hundred businesses that are the same, the arbitrage opportunity of adding value to the world where others maybe don't see it, wouldn't be able to happen. So I really believe in that. We've talked about YouTubing things before. Practicing, I think it just takes time. So you have to dedicate time to working on these things. If you don't set aside time to practice, you'll probably get either distracted or forget about it entirely. So all those things we talked about, scheduling your time, setting time aside to practice, I think is definitely a good habit. Cal, do you have a specific example where practicing helps? I mean, I'm kind of walking into it, but let's hear about racing. How did you practice and get better with racing? Yeah, exactly. It started off at a very young age, but at first there were complications with not having many kart racing tracks available growing up. There was just a couple. And they were not competitive karting. They were more of a fun karting, but the karts were pretty good and quick. It started off actually with video games. And if you like to think of it, up until I was 10 years old, and then I actually started go-karting for a little while. I didn't get into it deeply until my late teens. In terms of racing, that's actually considered quite old, but you got to make do with what you got. Video games is not a bad way to do it because that's a simulated environment and I learned how braking, turning affected your speed. And a lot of the learnings that I learned from gaming, I was able to apply to the real world and you'll have crashes. 
you'll spin the car and you'll finish last and you'll win some. And that's the thing. The first podium you get is going to be special. Then the first time you win is going to be quite special. And you apply those learnings. You learn and you gain experience. And you're not going to just ace it from the first go. And the best actual example is like the one you just use is riding a bike. No one has ever ridden a bike from the first go and they got it. Everyone had a fall or actually multiple falls before they actually were able to finally ride the bike. So what I'm saying is you are going to get hurt. These are not mistakes. These are lessons. As long as you apply what you're learning, you're going to be better even the next time you try it again. So that's my story with racing. And there was a lot of theory involved in terms of reading or watching races and hearing commentary and sometimes racing drivers speak. There's those small clips where they go through, for example, their fastest lap or qualifying lap, and they would talk through the lap. And I would try to catch a thing or two that I find interesting, how they turned on a fast corner here, or why did they do what they call trail break, meaning breaking into the corner and things like that. So you learn those things as you go. That's my experience with racing. But what about you, John? Anything you want to share? So I think a lot of it came from video games too. I played a lot of street hockey as a kid, got really good. And I think I played five hours a day with a bunch of neighbors, had a hockey net, tennis ball. And I think if you love doing it and you're always out there, you will get better. So an example is I'm out there every day and maybe some kids aren't maybe once a week, once every two weeks, you eventually get really good where your skill level improves. And that's where the payoff happens where you may have just notched your skill up a level. You may have learned a new trick, a new upper hand, a new understanding of the game. So life's not quite a game, but there's a lot of game mechanics in theory of business, analogies to doing things. And if you can construct things in a knowable way or a theory of, hey, you know what? I think the world works this way. Let me try it out. I think that's the path to success. You go from the unknown to a path to trying and a path to doing. And we've talked about ideas and trying and testing, but you can't just test once. Practice could take months, weeks, years, a lifetime journey. I think there was that stat. I don't know if you heard of this, Cal. It takes 10,000 hours to become a pro at something. Whether it's true or not, I don't think is really relevant. What it means is that if you take someone who's casual versus a pro, whether it's self-taught or mentored, and typically the ones who love something, it could be martial arts, anything athletic, you eventually get much better than average. So in business, a lot of people will concede and say, it's okay to be humble and You don't have to be the best at something, but if you're not even in the space and even in the game, practicing regularly, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to be better than yesterday. And I think that's the big takeaway here. Are you better than your past self? Are you going to be more experienced to handle what comes at you in the future? Your path doesn't have to be direct. Now, with the modern age, it's really just open up YouTube and learn and practice and spend the time. 
Cal, what do you think about the psychology of learning? How do you know if you learn something yourself? The moment that it actually clicks for me is when I experience something for the second time and I remember what happened the time before. And I know that I should do this or shouldn't do that. So that for me is when actually clicks when I realize that I learned something. Another thing is I have a recent habit that I've developed. After I do something, I actually go back and try to reflect either if it was you know, recorded, I'd go back to the recording. If it was written or typed, I'd go through it again. If it was data, I'd reflect over the data again. Try to go through what I've done and see with a clearer head where emotions are not involved. Because emotion has, again, a lot to do with how you react, I believe. We play sports. We do things that we're passionate about is because passion is emotion. It's what drives us to do that thing. I love racing or you love making music. That emotion is what drives you. So sometimes while you're so immersed in the action of doing it, you would most likely be emotionally driven to do something in the sense of taking emotional decisions is what I mean. So perhaps when you go back and reflect and try to look at what you've done with a clear headspace, that you take emotion out of the picture, that can actually help you clear out the noise and see what you should have done and just reflect. I did hear about you do something for 10,000 hours and you could be a professional or experienced or whatever you want to call it. The message behind it is what's true is for you to do something that long, you really have to have the want to do it. You have to enjoy it. You have to really have the will and the drive to spend that much of your time and effort to doing it. So there is that common ground that you have to enjoy or have to have the will to do that thing for that long. And that's where you're investing all that time and effort into. So this Michael Jordan quote just came to mind. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. And I really think that's powerful. Living in greatness is living in failure. It's living in practicing. It's living in trying. And getting better assumes you're at a point of reference where you might not be good or you have a hardship. So if you want to get better in life, you're going to go through the pains of the suffering of not being good, of not getting the result you want, of feeling something's off. And whether it's being surrounded by good people or just throwing on AirPods and listening to music and doing it on your own, get in that creative space, that cultivating space of getting better and practicing I remember I got goosebumps the first time I read that quote of Michael Jordan a few years ago. And I just want to add as well, I came across another quote of Einstein. Basically, he says that I'm not really a genius. And the difference between me and everyone else is that he hung around long enough trying to answer the questions that he wanted answered. And that's why he's a genius. So that's the difference. You don't have to have a natural ability to do what you're doing. You don't have to be a great genius to become a scientist or some genetic advantage 
to be an incredible athlete. You just have to do it long enough through the ups and downs. That's just part of the process. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of people who maybe live their day-to-day lives will think, genius is not me. I'm not superhuman. I don't have any special qualities. And I think your perspective really matters. And if you don't at least go for it to practice, you're going to aim to be average and end up somewhere less. So I always say that about business. Unless you're trying to be the best, whether it's making a product 10x better or adding value in an immense way, if you're aiming to be average, you're probably missing all those nuanced things that the other businesses are already doing that you really don't have experience doing. And you have to innovate. You have to be different. You have to put in the time. It's probably not a good idea to start a company if you're not passionate. And you don't have to have that goal of starting one, but slowly doing it on the side because I think that'll have a snowball effect into finding what you really want. And don't feel bad if you don't know what that is. I've done many different things in my life at different points in time. And I think that makes me more well-rounded. So there's a time and place for things. And sometimes you'll grow out of something or life gets busy, but it's okay to always be lurking for new hobbies, new things to try. And I think it keeps the mind sharp. It's very, very important. You said something there that I really want to touch on. I agree. You have to be passionate about a business. If you want to start something, you have to try to be different because The number of people that I know that want to start businesses for the sake of just starting a business is insane. And they just want to start a business, perhaps for a very good cause to become financially independent, have more personal time. They just want to start a company or open some sort of firm or a business or a shop or a restaurant or a franchise. Just for the sake of doing that can be dangerous. And Again, going back to passion, I think you have to actually have the drive of whatever you're going into. You have to be passionate about the idea of why you're doing it, right? Because, again, going back and doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, I'm not saying it's going to fail, but the odds are against you. And a lot of people, after they fail the first time, instead of trying to take what they learned and maybe redo it again, they would stop. And that could be very expensive. Yeah. And if you make it to the other side, so you try something a hundred times or you eventually figure something out and learn, I think that's like the most rewarding feeling where you actually see yourself get better. It helps your self-confidence, kind of makes you proud of yourself. You get that feeling of, I can do this. What else can I do? And I think that's where it all starts. Definitely. Get out there, go practice things, spend time on it, set the time aside and keep going at it. So Cal, just to wrap things up, we talked about practicing, but is there ever a time where you'd say, hey, you know what, I need to move on or try something else? I know it's maybe not typically thought of, but is there a line where someone should try something new if they're not really succeeding at it? There is an arbitrary line. In my opinion, there's a short story about someone that's very dear to me who was trying to get on this certification. And it's very difficult to obtain. 
it might not sound so special, but for that person it was very special because it means a lot in that field. It's quite heavily weighted and well-respected. So years ago, I was talking to them and I was saying, you know what, if it's that much of a hindrance to you, or if it's really dragging you down emotionally, by not finishing it, it's okay. It's not failing if you decided to stop and just move on because it was quite the struggle. And that person told me, I can't quit now. And at the time, they were less than halfway through. So maybe 30%, 40% into it. And years later, they got it. Three or four years after that, fully certified and a huge accomplishment. And I'll admit, if I was that person, I perhaps wouldn't gone this far to get it. But it just shows the absolute determination, the absolute passion, the absolute drive, the willpower of that person. And I did not expect it. I'm not just saying because I didn't think they had the power in them to do it, but it was just absolutely inspiring. And to me, that was a huge lesson. And there was a lot of sleepless nights and tears and weekends gone repeating the tests and passing and and all of that and juggling that with their personal lives which is quite hectic on its own as well it's not like they were dedicated to just studying to get that course so they had a lot on their hands and i'm using the plural sense just because i want to keep the identity private for that person but it's just absolutely inspiring and i just want to say you have the willpower no one should tell you to stop but if you feel you lose the interest and passion and you actually do not want to do it, then maybe it's not a bad idea. But if you feel down, you still have the passion for it, don't stop. I don't think there's an actual line. It's completely arbitrary. It comes down to the person themselves. But I don't think anyone should decide for you whether you stop or not. That's a really powerful story. And you're right, it's a personal choice. I think if you're most in tune with yourself, you will decide when to start, when to stop, when to pause, which brings me to a good point. Pausing doesn't mean stopping forever. And life is such a journey and finding something you're really into. But if you put something aside, it doesn't mean you lose the passion necessarily for it. You don't forget what you know, right? If you have someone who used to be a painter or a traditional artist, I'm sure you give them a brush 30 years later post-retirement and they'll light up. So it's okay to pick your own schedule and what's important to you at that time. And don't lose that sense of who you are. Find time to practice and do things you enjoy. It could be like a creative outlet to relax or it could be more meaningful. I want to bring this to the world to make it better. So find your ways to practice to know what's important for you at that moment in time and go with it. With that said, we'll wrap up today's episode go out there get some practicing done keep at it and if you got some stories of hardship where you thought you wouldn't make it and you did drop us a line we'd love to hear from you i want to thank all our listeners for tuning in that was methodical millions episode 17 if you'd like to follow future episodes you can find us at methodicalmillions.com or info at methodicalmillions.com for episode feedback.
Thanks, everyone.